You're listening to the Love More, Live Less podcast. This is Crystal, and this is a podcast for moms who need a little more positivity in their day. You can listen in for a new episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on parenting, lifestyle hacks, and how to include positivity into your life. My hope is that you'll find the kind of encouragement that you need. So happy Friday. I am back with some quick tips and something that's been going um, a that's been happening going on in our home is our teens. Well, we have a tween who's 12, sixth grade girl, and a teenager who's 13, seventh grade boy. And they both have cell phones. So part of our struggle is making sure that they're safe on their cell phones and then making sure that they're just not glued to their cell phones, like constant. And I know a lot of this has to do with, um, what they're learning and what they're seeing from me and their dad. And a lot of times I do have my phone in my hand. Now I try to have a rule for myself that um, when I clock out of work at 5 p.m., I'm done and I'm not on my phone. I can put the phone away until my kids are asleep and, um, you know, really be present and talk to them after school and be focused when I'm making dinner. That is not 100%. Um, that's like my ideal what's going to happen. Sometimes I have giveaways that need to be posted at a certain time. And sometimes I have brand work, um, that has to be posted on a certain time. So there I am in the kitchen while my kids are talking to me and I'm on my cell phone and I hate that. Um, I hate when I'm talking to them and literally noses are literally stuck to the phone. It's just crazy. And so yesterday, um, we went to the, me and the girls went to the library and I kept having to say to my, my, um, 12 year old, get off your phone, put your phone away. I mean, literally since that morning, I'm like, focus when you're walking, you cannot be on your phone. You have to make sure you're aware of your surroundings. I want you to, you know, watch for cars, watch for people, look around you, just be mindful. And she just was not doing that. So by the end of the night, I was tired of it and, I was able to just tell her, like, you know what? You're going to have to turn in your phone for the day. You're not going to take it to school tomorrow. You just need a break because it feels like you – and she just got her phone back a couple weeks ago after being off of it for months. So I know that she's just trying to catch up on the lost time. I understand that. But the past me and the old mommy, the mean mommy, would have been just so mean about it Um, because I used to be, like, you know, by the rules and you have to follow this rule. And if you don't, and, and, oh, you guys know my story. If you've been listening to the podcast a while, if not, you can go back episodes and hear, um, or read my bio on my blog, love more, live blessed. Um, how I let life pretty much take over, um, and take over into my mom persona and just kind of change who I was and how I'm working towards positive changes. And so even though, I did take her phone away yesterday. It wasn't a fight. And she understood because she kind of knew like, yeah, I've been on my phone a lot. Even when I've been told to get in the shower, I didn't get in um, because I was on my phone, you know, things like that. So she kind of knew. Of course, she was still upset about it, um, but it wasn't a big fight like we probably would have had before. It wasn't, you know, yelling or screaming or anything like that. It was just like, hand over your phone. You will get it back tomorrow. I think it's really important for kids to know uh, when they're in trouble, uh, when that time you know, like whatever you're taking away, if you're taking away or however long they're grounded, they need to know an end date because that helps. That's my personal opinion. And that's what I do. Um, but anyway, 
So I was really happy that that was able to go positively this morning when there was, you know, no phone for going to school. There was no fight. She was in a good mood. That's one of my favorite things about her is that she can, she's resilient and she can, you know, pop back and be happy even when not so happy things are going on. That's something I love about her. But anyway, so I wanted to look up different ways we can show our teens and tweens um, that we love them. Because I know with the younger ones, it's just easy to snuggle and hug and be loving. And with the teens and tweens, sometimes they don't want that. Or if you're like me and you struggle with um, like giving hugs and stuff like that, because that's not how I grew up. And I know it's just so weird to even think about that. But with my older kids, I'm, I struggle with that, um, with showing, uh, affection like that with the younger one, it's so much easier, but the older ones, it just feels weird. Um, and I'm working on that too. Cause I know that part of their love language is that physical touch and they want a hug from mom and dad and they want to know that we love them. And so I wanted to find other ways as well to show um, the teens and tweens that we love them. So I found a, I found a good list, and some of it is just really simple. And it's just all about listening, like making sure that you're really listening and not just nodding your head along because sometimes it's really important. They're going to come with you. They're going to come and ask you questions that are going to catch you off guard. I've had my kids ask me about sex and AIDS and um, STDs when we're driving home from a play. And I was, I mean, it was a kid's play. I was, it had, did not have that topic on there, but I was really happy that I was listening to them and not on the phone when we were in the car because then I can have that conversation and have uh, be able to answer their questions and not make them feel bad for having questions or being curious. You want to make sure that you um, respect their struggles. So they, it's so easy, you know, to think like, oh my God, they're going to get over it. Like roll your eyes at all the teenage drama. But you have to remember how you felt when you were in that teenage drama. And you kind of got to put that, put push aside, you're rolling the eyes and just kind of ask more questions. When I really don't know what to say about what they're telling me, I just ask them questions to keep them talking until I can figure out, are they asking me for advice or do they just want to vent? And sometimes I just have no idea what they're saying. And so I will literally just ask them, "Are you? do you want my advice or do you want me to just listen? And I think that's one of the best things because sometimes they do, a lot of the times they do not want our advice. They just want somebody to listen to them. And it's really special when we as parents, as adults, take time to sit and look and talk and listen without giving our advice and giving um, the what would we do in, in your place kind of talk. I think that that's really important with them. Um, another thing is that you want to encourage them with what they're interested in. So I have one that's really interested in Korean pop. And so that is not my kind of music that I listen to. I, I don't understand what they're saying. And I'm pretty sure she doesn't either, but that's okay. She loves it. And so we've been starting to go to a Korean pop um, club at the local library. <laughs> and um, she was so happy when she found that. My five-year-old is now into Pokemon. 
So, which just drives me nuts because my son, when he was little, had tons of Pokemon. We got rid of all the cards, and now my five-year-old wants all the Pokemon cards. So it's like double paying. I don't know why. But anyway, we also found her a Pokemon club at the library. So that is something that she wants to do, and we are going to um, – keep encouraging their interest and making sure that we can get them involved outside of the home into something that they're interested in. I'm still trying to get my son, my 13 year old into something. Cause right now he just wants to play video games and it drives me nuts. Um, and then, like I said, they still need that physical attention. So make sure that you are hugging when they will let you. And I, my kids are really receptive to hugs. And a lot of times my son will just come home from school and hug me and tell me that he loves me. And I think that is so special because he's 13 and I know, you know, at some point in his life, it's he's not going to want to do that maybe. And so I'm just trying to remember all the times he does it. He does it now. Um, they need kids at these age need us to cheer them on. So if your kid is involved in sports or anything at school and it's parent night, you want to go to that. You need to go to that. Um, it's really important for them to show off in front of you for you. It's really important for them that you see what they are good at, or even if they suck at it, you still have to be their cheerleader, right? Okay, and then this one is the last one, and it might be a little hard, but it's letting them know and letting them suffer the consequences. So at this age, they're, you know, teenagers, tweens, and sometimes they are going to make poor choices. And I don't really believe in always bailing them out because if you always bail them out on the poor choices that they make, they're never going to learn how to solve a problem for themselves. And it's going to take them a long time in their adulthood to problem solve. So I definitely think that, um, you know, suffering a consequence, which is not, it's not something that's, you know, crazy or whatever. You don't want them getting in trouble with the law or anything like that, but, you want to make sure that they know that everything has a consequence and they can, and you can explain that to them. And that's what I always tell my kids, like when they are mad about being in trouble and I tell them, if I went to the store and I stole something, I would go to jail or I would get in trouble for shoplifting. Do you think that's right? Since there's a law that says we cannot shoplift and they'll say yes. And then I'll say, okay, well, this rule <laughs> was broken or whatever, and then this is your consequence, and this is what you have to do to fix it or replace it or, you know, be grounded, something like that. Nothing crazy. But that's it. Those are a couple of things that have been up on my up, up on my mind to share about teens and tweens. I really think that um, it's so much fun right now with the 12-year-old and the 13-year-old because they're so um, self-sufficient. And they can help out with dinner, cooking, babysitting, and they're fun to play with. They're fun to hang out and play like Uno. And, you know, we're like, oh, we're going to have Uno night. It's been a long time since I whooped you guys at Uno night. And then they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you did not win last time we played. So, like, you know, talking, crap talking, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, it's a fun age. It's not a scary age. And we don't have to make it scary. I really think that how it unfolds is how we perceive it. And so, if we can change our attitude, I think I really do think if we can change our attitude, that's going to be noticed in the household. And then they will also change their attitude. That's it for today. And I will be back on Friday.